Hello, I'm John Smyzer, and uh, it's a joy to come and open God's Word with you. The last part of uh, Leviticus 8 we're going to be looking at today. And as we uh, look at this portion, I'm uh, reminded that uh, we're speaking from all around the world. We're, we're going and, and, and sharing and praying for and lifting up God all around the world as we meet in, in this da daily devotional. Um, now, there was a newscast the other week or so in uh, Australia. There were some young people who uh, had commandeered uh, mom and dad's uh, RV. Well, it was a SUV kind of thing, you know, a car. They all piled in. They put their fishing rods in, and uh, they headed out. Uh, they took off. Now, these young people were in the ages of like 10, 13, and 8, I think it was. These children were driving, and they went 600 miles. Now, also, they stopped at a gas station to fill up, and then they left before they, uh, they paid for it. And so the cops were looking for them. And it was, the cops were overwhelmed. What are these children doing? But they had made their way. Uh, they were going fishing. That's what they were going to do. Mom and dad didn't know where they were going, but these kids, they were heading off going fishing. And so it's sometimes it's uh, uh, the things we laugh at that uh, children, uh, uh, young, young ones will uh, kind of attempt to do. And it, it reminds me of things uh, that we need to be aware of within the church, things we need to be attentive to and uh, see what God would ask us to be doing instead. Leviticus chapter 8, verses 22 through 36. He then presented the other ram, the ram for the ordination, and Aaron and his sons laid their hands on its head. Moses slaughtered the ram and took some of its blood and put it on the lobe of Aaron's right ear, on the thumb of his right hand, and on the big toe of his right foot. Moses also brought Aaron's sons forward and put some of the blood on the lobes of their right ears, on the thumbs of their right hands, and on the big toes of their right feet. Then he splashed blood against the sides of the altar. After that, he took the fat, the fat tail, all the fat around the internal organs, the long lobe of the liver, both kidneys and their fat and the right thigh. And from the basket of bread made without yeast, which was before the Lord, he took one thick loaf, one thick loaf with olive oil mixed in, and one thin loaf, and he put these on the fat portions and on the right thigh. 
He put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons, and they waved them before the Lord as a wave offering. Then Moses took them from their hands and burned them on the altar on top of the burnt offering as an ordination offering, a pleasing aroma, a food offering presented to the Lord. Moses also took the breast, which was his share of the ordination ram, and waved it before the Lord as a wave offering, as the Lord commanded Moses. Then Moses took some of the anointing oil, and some of the blood from the altar and sprinkled them on Aaron and his garments and on his sons and their garments. So he consecrated Aaron and his garments and his sons and their garments. Moses then said to Aaron and his sons, Cook the meat at the entrance to the tent of meeting and eat it there with the bread from the basket of ordination offerings, as I was commanded. Aaron and his sons are to eat it. Then burn up the rest of the meat and the bread. Do not leave the entrance to the tent of meeting for seven days until the days of your ordination are completed, for your ordination will last seven days. What has been done today was commanded by the Lord to make atonement for you. You must stay at the entrance to the tent of meeting day and night for seven days and do what the Lord requires so you will not die for that is what I have been commanded. So Aaron and his sons did everything the Lord commanded through Moses. In Living Life, verse 22 of chapter 8 of Leviticus, it says, He then presented the other ram, the ram for the ordination. And Aaron and his sons laid their hands on its head, Moses slaughtered the lamb, took the ram, and took some of its blood and put it on the lobes of Aaron's right ear and on the thumb of his right hand and on the big toe of his right foot. What in the world is going on? You would ask. But at this point, I want to encourage you to consider when it's talking about this ram, this ordination ram, the recognizing that it's a covenant, a sealed agreement, and that it's so critical that there's needing to be a shed blood. And that's what the sacrifices um, embody, is their, their recognition that something is so important. But now that kind of agreement is touched on Aaron's ear, his thumb and his toe. And, and, and so the issue being, as I thought about that and as I tried to consider what was going on, I recognized that Aaron was going to be one who would be listening. This idea that this agreement, this covenant, uh, this uh, portion of his ear would be attentive to not only what the people would share with him, what their concerns are, what he would then take to God, but, but those things that he would hear from God, that he would, and so that there needed to be that ordination or that recognition that his hearing needs to be there. But then there was also the second part was his, his thumb on his right hand, the working, the doing, the things that he would be about each day, they needed to be also that element that was ordained that his activity from sunrise to sunset, uh, from 
early morning wake up to late night go to bed, he was working for that agreement of his ordination. And then finally, that element that his right toe, his big toe, would also be part of this ordination that for me it was recognizing wherever he went, from tent to tent, uh, community to community, or as he led out into the desert, he was journeying, he was walking as one who was ordained of God in these ways. So he needed to have that hearing, that doing, and that going was part of his ordination, that he would recognize his role as the high priest, the one who would be God's person of the go-between. Now, this also took place in relationship to uh, Aaron's sons. They also had that, uh, that blood uh, part of it. So it kind of seems, or it's continuing on, those people who are the go-betweens between the common people and God, they are people that they're needing to be listening, hearing what God is saying and what the people are saying and understanding what the, what the message might be. They also need to be doers. They also need to be people who are on journey, and, and they go to do that. But then at the end of all of this, down in verse 33, it says, Do not leave the entrance to the tent of meeting for seven days until the days of your ordination are completed, for your ordination will last seven days. Um, I'm reminded that sometimes people get so excited to go do things. Especially, I remember I was seven years old when I first asked Jesus into my heart and I just was so excited, I ran outside and told my neighbor she was going to hell. Oops, my dad needed to talk to me about it. As a young, excited person, I kind of got beyond the boundaries of evidencing love and encouragement to someone. Seven years old, you know, you know, remember those kids who were in the car with their fishing rods heading out? They're a little too young to be doing the things they are trying to attempt to do. And that happens sometimes with young people getting so excited, becoming so intense with what their journey is, there needs to be time set aside. In fact, I believe it's in one of the epistles that Paul wrote. He says, do not lay hands on too quickly. There needs to be a time frame in which people uh, hear from God. They, they are seasoned. They work with things. They, they recognize God's hand on them. And not only do they recognize it, but the community around. You remember in the preparation, the whole assembly was to be brought in. So these uh, sons of Aaron were going to be in the temple for seven days waiting. Not rushing off, but waiting to be prepared. What did they do during that time? I believe they spent time devoting themselves, praying, hearing God's word. And so that's something we can be about. Don't go out too quickly. Wait to hear from God.
even for myself, when I have been encouraged to take on a new role, new relationship in some ministry or something, I can get all excited. I'm, I, I am so prone to falling forward. You've heard of people who backslide, you know, kind of get out of God's will. Well, I'm one of those kind who are prone to get ahead of God. And so the idea of waiting and not just rushing out to do good work, yes, the intention is there to do the good thing. Those children on their way fishing, they were thinking they were going to do a good thing. They didn't have to bother mom and dad. They would go do it on their own. I needed to take time to consider what invitations I receive to be part of ministries, to take on new roles. Even at my older age, I need to take that time and say, Lord, is this where you would have me go? Let's pray together. Father God, I pray for the open doors that you set before us, that we would be willing and ready to be moving forward with you. But Lord, I pray in my life that I would not get ahead of you, that I would not set the plans in place and then say, oh God, bless this. No, I would uh, seek you and your will and see if your Holy Spirit leads me. Lord, I, I pray for peace that it is truly from you that I will wait on as an answer to to move forward in whatever endeavor that's before me. Father, I pray for each of us that we would not rush out too quickly. We would spend that time waiting upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. Reaching a further and stepping in closer, see you.